Is it working? Oh, <laughs> I was like, it lagged oh. out so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, welcome back to Agents and Aspects. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about Season 5, Episode 2, called Good God, Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Which, they never say that in the episode. I think, but, I don't know if I wrote it down in the interesting facts or not, but there was definitely, it's from something. Yeah. I'm not sure what oh, I wrote I'm sure. down. Yeah. I just, I don't know, for some reason with this title, like I expected them to say it at some point. <laughs> Me too. In the episode Me and too. it never happened and I was a little disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, I almost spoiled all over your ass just that. I'm glad I did it. <laughs> it wouldn't have spoiled all over my ass, but it would have spoiled all over some people's asses that are listening potentially. Some, the five people that listen to us. I know. I <laughs> I'm going to go with three. <laughs> it's fine. Um, loyal listeners, we love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. Yes, we, we have a ton of fun doing this, and we're super glad that you guys are getting something out of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so season five, episode two, we start out in Bobby's hospital room. Bobby is in his wheelchair, staring pensively out of the window. Sam is watching him from the doorway. Dean comes up and says... What's it been, like three days now? we got to cheer him up. Maybe I'll give him a back rub. <laughs> I want to see that like, happen. I can only imagine, like, my brain, when I was watching this, immediately went to, he's going to go over and try and, like, strip him and, like, rub some lotion on his back, and Bobby's <laughs> just going to be fighting the whole time. What are you doing? Get away from me. Stop yeah. touching me. You know, like. I also imagine <laughs> that Jim Beaver, who plays Bobby, probably has a hairy back. I don't know why. <laughs> just when I think about it, it's hairy. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, usually older guys tend to have more hair than younger ones. Mm-hmm. How is being a massage therapist? How is it with the lotion on the back hair? Is it just it, not a big deal? Like, I mean, it depends. It? Most people having like the normal amount of back hair, yeah, yeah, <laughs> is fine. Like, it depends on how coarse it is. If it's really coarse, mm-hmm. um, or if it's really thick, a lot of times you have to use more lotion so then that way you're not like first of all so that way you're not ripping their hairs out or it doesn't feel like you're ripping their hairs out but also so that way it's it's almost like abrasive it's like exfoliating for your knuckles right oh yeah like there's been a few times and like a few people that I've worked on that you know through no fault of their own are very very hairy people like lots of thick coarse hair yeah and I always feel bad because it's like I've got to. It's like no amount of lotion or oil is going to like. I don't know if it's they feel it, but I definitely do. Like my hands are like raw at oh, the end geez. of it because okay. it's so like you're. It's there's so much friction and so much like scrubbing on all the hair yeah. that like it must my hands, pull some of their hairs out sometimes. Oh, I end up with hairs all over my hands. And oh it, my god! It's kind of like. <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> it's doable because I'm used to it at this point but every time I see somebody that's like you know very hairy I like mentally in my mind I'm like you're gonna have hair covering your hands and it's okay yeah you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it doesn't like gross me out per se I mean having someone's body hair stuck to your hand is kind of gross and like lotion and hair yeah yeah that is kind of a weird it's not not that it's any gross but it's kind of weird yeah I got it so I don't know whatever but it's it's definitely there's different considerations you have to take you know like you can't just most people that don't have any body hair or not a lot of body hair you just put the normal amount of lotion on it for whatever you need to Mm -hmm. do and you just kind of do whatever you want where you know 
guys that have a significant amount of body hair, like I always kind of feel bad. Like it doesn't really make a difference to me so much. Sometimes it can make my hands a little bit raw, but I always feel bad that like I'm pulling their hair out. Right. You know, and most of the time it's like if they are fairly hairy, then I'll, I I won't say anything about it per se, but I'll like, hey, let me know if it feels like I'm pulling and I'll add more lotion or whatever. Okay. So then that way, like... At least I've kind of covered my bases. And if they choose to not say anything about it, even though their hair feels like it's getting ripped out, that's their own fault because I right. said something. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I've never thought about that before. That's yeah. so crazy. Huh. Feet are the worst. Oh, I bet. People, I cannot tell you the amount. Of, okay, I'm going to do a public service announcement right now. <laughs> okay. If you go and see a massage therapist, clean your feet, please. Yes. <laughs> like, like, okay, if your feet have been in socks all day, fine, whatever. But at least, like, brush off all the sock lint from out between your toes. Yeah. Or, like, you know, here's the thing. I have people all the time that come in, like, wearing flip-flops or sandals or whatever. Fine. But, you know, like, especially during the summer, you get people wearing sandals all the time. And they right. come in and their feet, like, literally the bottom of their feet are, like, black. Or they're, like, oh. covered in dirt. Or they got stuff stuck to their feet. Like, at least brush them off. Yeah. Like, Hopefully, you would wash the blackness off your feet, but I cannot tell you how many times I have seen just uh, disgusting feet, and people just don't seem to either that's notice bad or care. etiquette, yeah. Like, I feel like I would notice if my feet were that disgusting. Mm-hmm. So you've got to know. Yeah, like, that's gross. please just wipe your feet off. Right. <laughs> like, right. Oh. Yeah. And if you're not sure, like, what to wipe it off with, a lot of times if you go to, like, a spa or whatever, like, they're going to have hot towels that are wet, like, ask them for a hot tail. Tail. Ask yeah. them for a hot towel and they will gladly give it to you. If you're like, hey, my feet are kind of gross. Can I borrow a towel to wipe my feet off? They will be like, yes, please. Yeah. So right, right. You're not going to like, it's not going to be a weird thing to ask for. Okay. <laughs> End of rant. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Anytime I would go get a massage, I would, I mean, make sure that I am clean and not stinky. You know what I mean? I mean, Things that doesn't, like, if you've got some BO going on, like, eh, okay. Like, I've worked on enough people after they've worked out and that sort of stuff to where it's just kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. Yeah. But, like, the feet are the gross one. Okay. The feet are, like, mm, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, to be fair, I don't like feet to begin with. Okay. So, dirty feet to me are just, like, just extra gross. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, ah. But, yeah. I get it. So. Okay. So Dean says, maybe I'll give him a back rub. (laughs) Sam says, Dean. Dean says, well, what then? Sam says, look, we might have to wrap our heads around the idea that Bobby might not just bounce back this time. What's in the envelope? Dean says, went to radiology, got some glamour shots. He pulls out a copy of an x-ray of his own ribs and says, "Uh, let's just say the doctors are baffled. All over Dean's ribs and sternum are Enochian letters and symbols. Sam says, holy crap. (laughs) Dean says, yeah, well, Cass carved you one, too. Sam's phone rings, and he answers it. It's Castiel wondering where the boys are. Sam tells him, and Cass hangs up. Then Cass walks up to them. Dean says, cell phone, Cass? Really? (laughs) Since when do angels need to reach out and touch someone? Touched by an angel. (laughs) Cass says, you're hidden from angels now, all angels. I won't be able to simply... Bobby interrupts and says, enough foreplay. Get over here and lay your damn hands on. Get healing now. Cass says, I can't. I'm cut off from heaven and much of heaven's power. Certain things I can do, certain things I can't. Bobby says, you're telling me you lost your mojo just in time to get me stuck in this trap the rest of my life? Cass says, I'm sorry. Bobby says, shove it up your ass. (laughs) 
He's so grumpy. <laughs> he is very I grumpy. Mean, I'd be a little grumpy too. I would still. be too, yeah. Dean says to Sam, at least he's talking now. Bobby says, I heard that. Cass says to the boys, I don't have much time. We need to talk. Your plan to kill Lucifer. Dean says, yeah, you want to help? Cass says, no, it's foolish. It can't be done. Dean says, oh, well, thanks for the support. Cass says, but I believe I have the solution. There is someone besides Michael strong enough to take on Lucifer, strong enough to stop the apocalypse. Sam says, who's that? Cass says, the one who resurrected me and put you on that plane. The one who began everything. God. I'm going to find God. And then we get our opening title sequence. We're going on an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Dean says, God. Cass says, yes. Dean says, God? (laughs) Cass says, yes. (laughs) Like, what are you not getting about this? He isn't in heaven. He has to be somewhere. Dean says, try New Mexico. I hear he's on a tortilla. Cass says, no, he's not on any flatbread. Like, does not get it. Nope. <laughs> I love Cass's moments where he's just like, you know, they'll be like, ah, oh, ha, ha, like say something like offhand, kind of like sarcastic or whatever, and he just takes it so seriously. Yeah. Like, no, like, he's not on any flatbread. He's not it's on like, a flatbread. Okay, you just kind of have to like, we're just going to let it go. <laughs> yeah, yep. Dean says, listen, Chuckles, even if there is a god, he is either dead, and that's a generous theory. Cass says, he is out there, Dean. Dean says, or he's up and kicking and doesn't give a rat's ass about any of us. I mean, look around you, man. The world is in the toilet. We are literally at the end of days here, and he's off somewhere drinking booze out of a coconut, all right? (coughs) Cass says, enough. This is not a theological issue. It's strategic. With God's help, we can win. Dean says, it's a pipe dream, Cass. Cass says, I killed two angels this week. My brothers. I'm hunted. I rebelled. And I did it. All of it. For you. And you failed. You and your brother destroyed the world, and I lost everything for nothing. So keep your opinions to yourself. Ooh. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. I know. He is totally right. He is totally right. Listen, I tried to help you, and in doing so, got myself kicked out of my own house. So you're going to do this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, it is fair. It is fair. Bobby says, you didn't drop in just to tear us a new hole. What is it you want? Cass says, I did come for something, an amulet. Bobby says, an amulet? What kind? Cass says, very rare, very powerful. It burns hot. Sorry. <laughs> it looks like I wrote burn shot. <laughs> it's a burn shot. What is up with that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't it, know. it burns hot in God's presence. <laughs> It'll help me find him. Sam says, a God EMF? Cass nods. Bobby <laughs> says, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I got nothing like that. Cass says, I know you don't. And then he looks at Dean's Samulet. Dean says, what, this? Cass says, may I borrow it? Dean says, no. (laughs) (laughs) He's just not willing to part with his little necklace. I think that's so funny. I think it's so funny. They're like fighting over jewelry right now. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, they are. You can't touch it. Yeah, it's mine. (laughs) Cass says, Dean, give it to me. Dean's not happy about it. He (laughs) takes off the Samulet and says, all right, I guess. Don't lose it. He hands it to Cass and says, oh, great. Now I feel naked. (laughs) Cass says, I'll be in touch. And then he whooshes away. Bobby yells, when you find God, tell him to send legs. (laughs) We cut to Rufus outside a gas station. He's shooting a gun and dragging someone injured to safety. He gets on his phone and calls Bobby. He says, Bobby, damn it. Can you hear me? Bobby says, I can't hear you. (laughs) Rufus says, listen, I need a little help. Seems I'm up to my ass in demons. Whole damn town's infested. Bobby says, where are you? Rufus says, River Pass, Colorado. Then Rufus starts shooting again, and the line goes dead. So they cut to River Pass, Colorado. Sam and Dean drive onto a bridge in town, but the middle of the bridge looks blown up. They get out a baby. 
Dean says, this is the only road in or out. Sam holds up his phone and says, no signal. Dean says, Rufus was right. Demons got this place locked down. Sam says, looks like we're hiking in. Dean says, and the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> so we cut to the boys walking down a the street. There's a flipped over car with no one inside. Sam goes up to an empty car that has its radio on, and Sam turns the car off. Dean stops to admire a shiny red Mustang. He's like, ooh. I know. <laughs> Someone comes up behind them and cocks a gun. It's Ellen. Yay, Ellen. I love Ellen. I do too. She says, hello, boys. Dean says, Ellen, what the heck's going on here? Ellen splashes him in the face with holy water. <laughs> Dean says, Ellen, we're us. She leads them into a house and says, real glad to see you, boys. Then she hugs Dean. Then she slaps him across the face. Let him have it! Yeah. She says, the can of whoop-ass I ought to open on you. You can't pick up a phone? What are you, allergic to giving me peace of mind? I gotta find out that you're alive from Rufus? Dean says, sorry, Ellen. She says, yeah, you better be. You better put me on speed dial, kid. Dean says, yes, ma'am. Ooh, tell him. Yeah, I love it. What's going on, Ellen? She says, more than I can handle alone. Sam asks, how many demons are there? Ellen says, pretty much whole town, minus the dead people and these guys. So this is it, right? End times? It's gotta be. Sam says, seems like it. She knocks on a door and says, it's me. A guy opens the door and they all walk into a room full of about 10 people. Ellen says, this is Sam and Dean. They're hunters, here to help. A guy named Austin asks, you guys hip to this whole demon thing? Dean says, yeah, are you? A guy named Roger says, my wife's eyes turn black. She came at me with a brick. Kind of makes you embrace the whole paranormal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not wrong. <laughs> Dean says, all right, catch us up. Ellen says, I doubt I know much more than you. Rufus called, says he was in a town, said he was in town investigating omens. All of a sudden, the whole town's possessed. Me and Joe were nearby. Dean says, you're hunting with Joe? Ellen says, yeah, for a while now. We got here, and the place, well, the place was like you see it. Couldn't find Rufus. Then me and Joe got separated. I was out looking when I found you. Dean says, don't worry, we'll find her. Sam says, either way, these people cannot just sit here. We've got to get them out now. Ellen says, no, it's not that easy. I've been trying. We already made a run for it once. Sam says, what happened? Ellen says, there used to be 20 of us. Dean says, well, there's three of us now. Ellen says, you don't know what it's like out there. Demons are everywhere. We won't be able to cover everybody. Sam says, what if we get everyone guns? Dean says, what are you going to arm up baby bump over there? Okay, and what's he, wrong with her having a gun? I don't know. And he nods towards the very pregnant woman. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why he wouldn't. Like, the only thing I can figure is, like, the, you know, the powder discharge that can happen. Mm -hmm. Like... But still, if it's end times, like, give the lady a puber. You know? yeah. <laughs> Let her go pew pew as much as she wants. Yeah, you know? I like, agree with you. <laughs> you know, in all the pregnancy books that I read when I was pregnant, never once was it like, hey, don't shoot a gun. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it might be kind of loud. Because, I mean, like, yeah, it might true. make them a little jumpy in there, but, like... Yeah, that's all it would do. Honestly. I got I had to have a MRI when I was pregnant. Um, I What happened is that I was having tachycardia, which is, like, a super fast heartbeat. Yeah. And it was happening so often, and it was so fast that they um, decided to... I had to do a, an echo. Did you hear something? I heard a rustling, but I think it was the... The, um... The neighbor it sounded like so oh, okay. across there maybe <laughs> i was like yeah i was like what huh? is it what is it 
So they put me on this blood pressure medication, and I had a really bad come down. I thought something was wrong with the baby. So I don't know. I don't remember how I ended up in an MRI machine. <laughs> Somehow you ended up yeah, in a This might not even be the same experience now that I'm thinking about it. But anyways, when I was very pregnant, I did have to go into an MRI machine. Uh-huh. And the knocking. Have you ever had an MRI? No. It's super loud. Yeah. And it's, That's what it, I've heard. It's just like a no, kind of a knocking, mm-hmm. clanking the sound. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not like too loud for you or anything but yeah. it is loud mm-hmm. um and killian in my stomach was just like doing <laughs> tap <flips. dancing. laughs> yeah i had to stop i did it for about five minutes and then i was like i can't deal with this you know mm-hmm. he's freaking out too much it's making me really anxious mm-hmm. so i'm done and they were mm-hmm. like okay mm-hmm. that's fine yeah um i don't know why i told you that story now pregnant lady oh having a yeah. gun yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the noise yeah. that's why yeah. yeah 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 i mean the only thing i could think of is like lead discharge yeah like you probably don't want to have lead in your system right yeah but yeah again you know if it's the end times and that's all you can do to survive give that lady whatever she wants you know yeah exactly (laughs) sam says more salt we can fire at once more demons we can keep away dean says there's a sporting goods store we passed on maine on the way in i bet they got guns sam says all right you stay we'll go if Joe and Rufus are out there, we'll bring them back. Dean and Sam go back outside their room and close the door. Dean says, why don't I just go? Sam says, what, alone? Dean says, well, yeah, somebody's got to stay here and start giving them shotgun 101. Sam says, yeah, Ellen. Dean says, no, no, no. It's going to go a lot faster if you stay and help, okay? Sam says, while well, you go and get guns and salt and look for Joe and Rufus? That's stupid. Dean says, I can handle it. Sam says, you don't want me going out there. Dean says, I didn't say that. Sam says, around demons. Dean says, I didn't say that. Sam says, fine, then let's go. Outside the sporting goods store, Sam says, I'll get the salt. You get the guns. Dean says, we'll go together. Sam says, Dean, it's right there. Can we at least do this like professionals? (laughs) So we cut to Sam inside a store, putting rock salt into a bag. The door opens and two demons walk in. Sam fights and kills both of them with a demon knife. And if you notice, they did not demon flash. You know how mm-hmm. we, when you kill a demon with that knife, you they see, kind like, of the inside. You kind of, yeah, you see kind of like an orange light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think it's kind of interesting. So it's like you're seeing the body die inside the body. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool effect. Is, yeah, I really like that effect. So Sam looks at the blood pooling on the floor and then at the blood on the knife. He wipes some off on his thumb and contemplates it. But then Dean walks in. He sees the dead demons and Sam looking very guilty. That expression on Sam's face where he's just like, I didn't do it, but I was thinking about it, but I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I don't know. Did I do something wrong? I don't know. (laughs) Am I in trouble? Yeah. That's totally how he looks. So they cut to the boys and Ellen showing the 10 people how to load and use the guns. Dean says to Austin, know your way around a gun at all? Austin takes the whole gun apart and lays it on the table. Dean says, where'd you serve? Austin says, Fallujah. Two tours. Got back a little over a year ago. Also, Fallujah. Have you ever heard of Fallujah? Is that like an actual yeah. place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is that? Oh, God. I want to say Iraq or Iran. Do I don't know which one. It? I'm going to look that up right now. I have never heard of Fallujah. I was like... Really? Yeah. I feel like I heard, Fallujah. like, in the first, yeah. the first like, desert storm, I feel like I heard that, that place a lot. It's a city in the Iraqi province of Al-Anbar. Okay. Roughly 69 kilometers west of Baghdad. Okay. Yeah, I've definitely heard of it. 
Yeah, I never heard of it before. Hmm. Dates from Babylonian times and was host to important Jewish academies for many centuries. Oh, wow. Never heard. Yeah. Okay. The more you know. I learned a thing today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Austin says, I got back a little over a year ago. Takes one to know one. Where'd you serve? Dean says, hell. Austin says, no, seriously. <laughs> Dean says, seriously, hell. Like, I don't think you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Dean goes over to Sam, who is sitting by himself. Dean says, hey, what's wrong? Sam says, just at the store, those demons were possessing teenagers. I mean, I had to slit some kid's throat. Dean says, come on, Sam, you had to. Sam says, I know. I just, it used to be, I just wish I could save people like I used to. Dean says, what do you mean, like when you were all hopped up on demon blend? Mm -hmm. Sam says, I didn't say that. Ellen comes up and says, I'll be back. Dean says, where are you going? Ellen says, I can't sit here on my ass. My daughter's out there somewhere. I'm not back in half an hour. Get these people out of here. Sam says, no, wait, I'll go with you. Dean says, whoa, hold on. Can I talk to you for a second? Sam and Dean go into another room, and Dean says, you're going to go out there again? Sam says, well, crap doesn't hit the fan with coffee breaks. (laughs) Dean says, I'll go. But coffee breaks create crap. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly right. (sighs) Dean says, I'll go. Sam says, it's fine. Just stay here and get them ready. I'll cover Ellen. Dean asks, why's it got to be you? Sam says, oh, that's right. I forgot. You think I'll take one look at a demon and suddenly fall off the wagon as if after everything, I haven't learned my lesson. Dean says, well, have you? (laughs) Sam slams Dean up against the wall and says, if you actually think they glare at each other and Sam just walks away. Cut to outside with Sam and Ellen. Sam says, so where'd you see her last? Ellen says, up ahead. So what's up with you and Dean? It was hard not to notice how different things are between you guys these days. A lot of bad road there, huh? What happened? Some girl come between you or something? Sam says, just the stresses of the job. You know how it is. Kind of surprised you and Joe hunting. Weren't you always saying she couldn't hack the life? Ellen says, she can't. But if she's going to do it anyway. Sam says, you want to keep an eye on her. He points to some smoke rising in the air. Ellen says, is that a chimney going? Sam says, looks like it. Come on. They creep up on the house and see a man standing in one of the windows with black eyes. Ellen, uh-huh. Ellen says, guess we found base camp. Sam says, demons don't get cold. Makes you wonder what they're burning. Justin, Ellen gets grabbed from behind by two guys. Joe is with them. She says, don't move, you evil skank. Sam takes on the two guys while Joe gets Ellen up against the wall. Joe's eyes go demon black. Ellen says, don't you hurt her. Joe says, give me my mom back, you black-eyed bitch. Ellen gets Joe off of her, and Sam tells Ellen to run. Rufus hits Sam on the head and says, Got you now, you bastard. We cut to Sam coming to, strapped to a chair. Rufus and Joe are there. Sam struggles, and Rufus says, "Uh Uh-uh, no way you're getting out of those. Did you what myself? You're stuck right where I want you, you evil son of a bitch. His eyes are demon black. Then Joe splashes Sam with holy water. She looks confused when Sam doesn't sizzle. (laughs) She's like, um... (laughs) Then Rufus pours salt into Sam's mouth and starts chanting an exorcism. We cut to Dean hanging out with the town folk. Someone knocks on the door. It's Ellen. Dean says, where's Sam? Ellen shakes her head. The prego lady says, they took him? Demons took him? Oh my god, what if they're in here? The demons. The pastor says, could they get in? Dean says, no. Everybody sit tight. I gotta... He struggles with the thought of leaving the town folk and going out looking for Sam. Then he says, okay, we need to get a plan together. Tell me everything. This is like one of the few times in supernatural history that Dean slows down for a second and is like, let's think this through before we just charge off. Usually yeah. it's somebody else forcing him to, not his idea. All right, doing, that's know. true. And it's, I think, one of the only times where he's like, 
oh, let's let me think about everyone's safety, not just Sam's. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also want to say that the building they're in is a church, which I, you don't really find out till later. But I was kind of like, they're just in some house. I don't know, so with a huge ass basement. Oh. They're in a church. Yeah, yeah. I knew. Well, I don't know if they ever mentioned that it was in a church, but I did. I mean, for me, being in a lot of churches, that does look like a church basement. Oh yeah. So that. Was where my mind went. That's right. Yeah, I like later when they leave the church, mm-hmm. you see the outside of it, and that's when I was like, "Oh, they're in a fucking church." That makes sense. Oh, I didn't even recognize that. Yeah, I wasn't clearly wasn't paying attention to that part. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So we come back to Sam. Rufus stops with the salt pouring. Sam says, "Look, something's not right." Joe dumps more holy water on him, but nothing happens. Sam says, "Stop. Listen to me." Then Sam notices Roger peeking into the room and touching a ring on his hand. Sam looks above him and sees a devil's trap on the ceiling. Joe says, why isn't it working? Rufus says, I don't know. Sam's eyes are now demon black. He says, look, listen to me. Something's not right. Rufus says, but he's not as strong as he thinks he is. Sam says, you can see that. Please just listen to me. Cut back to Dean. Ellen says, Dean, one of them's in Joe. We got to get it out without hurting her. It called me a bitch. Dean says, bruise a little easy, don't you think? Ellen says, no, that's not what I meant. It called me a black eyed bitch. What kind of demons are these? Holy water and salt roll right off. My daughter may be an idiot, but she's not stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's, okay. you know, not a, it's not an insult, but it's not really a compliment Right, either. right, exactly. <laughs> she wears an anti-possession charm. It's all kind of weird, right? Dean says, the whole thing's off. Ellen says, what's your instinct? Dean says, my instinct? My instinct is to call Bobby and ask for help, or Sam. Ellen says, well, tough. All you got's me, and all I got's you, so let's figure it out. (laughs) Dean says, all right, do you know why Rufus came to this town? Was there a specific omen? Ellen says, he said something about water. That's all I know. Dean turns to the pastor and says, Padre, you know what she's talking about? The water? The pastor says, the river ran polluted all of a sudden. Dean says, when? Austin says, last Wednesday, and the demon thing started up the next day. Dean says, Dean says, anything else? Anything? Austin says, maybe, but it's pretty random. Dean says, good. Random's good. <laughs> Austin says, shooting star. Does that count? Real big. Same night. Wednesday. Dean says, that definitely counts. He gets up to look at a bookshelf and pulls out the Bible. Austin says, so do you think that's all this? So you think that all this comes from outer space? Dean says, this is an X-Files, pal. Then he reads from the Bible. And there fell a great star from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell upon the river, and the name of the star was Wormwood, and many men died. The pastor says, Revelation 8.10, are you saying that this is about the apocalypse? Dean says, you could say. The pastor says, and these specific omens, they're prelude to what? The pastor says, the four horsemen. Dean says, and which one rides the red horse? The pastor (laughs) says, war. Dean says, that cherry mustang parked down on Maine. The pastor says, you can't think that a car. Dean says, it's the way I'd roll. I mean, think about it. It all makes sense. If war is a dude and he's here, maybe he's messing with our heads. Ellen says, turning us on each other. Dean says, you said Joe called you a black-eyed bitch. They think we're demons. We think they're demons. What if there are no demons at all and we're just all killing each other? The pastor says, wait, just back up. It's the apocalypse? <laughs> Dean <laughs> says, hold on. He's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Dean says, sorry, Padre. We cut back to Sam. He's alone in the room until Roger walks in. Sam says, who the hell are you? What are you? Roger says, you caught me. Popped in to watch. I can hustle like that. Sam says, so the Roger everyone around here knows, the real Roger. Roger says, buried in a ditch. Sam says, so who are you? Roger says, here's a hint. 
I was in Germany, then in Germany, then in the Middle East. I was in Darfur when my beeper went off. I'm waiting to hook up with my siblings. I've got three. We're going to have so much fun together. Sam says, I know who you are. There aren't any demons in town, are there? War says, nope, just frightened people ripping each other's throats out. I really haven't had to do too much. Take out a bridge here, lay a little hallucination there, sit back, pop some corn, watch the show. Frankly, you're a really vicious little animal, Sam. Sam says, no, you're doing this. War says, please, last week this was Mayberry. Now these people are stabbing each other's children. Sam says, because you made them see demons. War says, honestly, people don't need a reason to kill each other. I mean, have you seen the Irish? They're all Irish. You think I'm a monster. <laughs> I don't really get that. <laughs> like, oh, you know, there was a, a thing in the interesting facts about it, but I didn't write it down. Oh, okay, about, it's about okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, War says, you think I'm a monster. I'm jello shots at a party. I just remove inhibitions. Sam says, I'm going to kill you myself. War says, oh, that's adorable, considering you're my poster boy. Sam says, what's that supposed to mean? War says, you can't stop thinking about it, ever since you saw it dripping off the blade of that knife. Sam says, you're wrong. War says, save your protest for your brother. I can see inside your head, and man, it is one track city in there. Blood, blood, blood. Lust for power. Same as always. You want to be strong again. But that's, what does that say? But not just strong. Stronger than everybody. Good intentions. Quick slide to hell, buddy boy. You feel bad now? Wait till you're thigh deep in warm corpses. Because, my friend, I'm just getting started. Showtime for the meat suits. Watch this. And he fiddles with his ring. Blood starts to drip down his face. He kicks over a chair and starts yelling in pain. Rufus and Joe run into the room. War says, he did it. He said they're coming. He said they're coming to get us. Sam says, stop, Joe. Rufus, he's lying. Rufus says, shut your mouth. Sam says, please, Joe, he's lying. And Rufus hits him. We cut back to Dean. Austin says, so now you're saying that there are no demons and that war is a guy. Dean <laughs> says, you believed crazy before. Just then war starts banging on the door and says, open up, let me in. Austin, Austin, wow. What's this? <laughs> Austin lets him in and war says, I saw them, the demons. They know we're trying to leave. They said they're going to pick us off one by one. Dean says, wait, what? Austin says, I thought you said there were no demons. Dean says, there's not. To war, he says, where did you go? That's totally Steve's food. <laughs> yeah, you can hear him dropping. Oh, he looks excited. He's kind of like, oh. Do I want to go eat? He's not going to leave his cat tree for it. Okay. <laughs> All right. If he, if he was going to, he would have already done it. Yeah. <laughs> he still looks a little interested. Yeah. Uh, to do, to do, to do. Austin says, I thought you said there were no demons. Dean says, there's not. To war, he says, where did you go? War says, I thought someone should go out and see what's going on. Dean says, where did you see the demons and what exactly did they say? Austin says, we just sit here. We're going to be dead. Dean says, no, we're not. War says, they're going to kill us unless we kill them first. Dean says, okay, hold on, hold on. Austin says, no, man, we got people to protect. All right, the able-bodied go, hunt some demons. Dean says, whoa, slow your roll. This is not a demon thing. He looks at War, who holds up his ring, and then says, look at their eyes. They're demons. They all look at Ellen and Dean, whose eyes have turned black. The town, folks, the town folks start to cock their guns, so Ellen and Dean hustle out of there. We cut to Austin loading guns. War says, hope those are real. Austin says, those two could have been demons the entire time. All this salt and holy water talk. As far as, I can, as far as I'm concerned, it's all crap. War says, are you sure? Austin says, it's them or us. War says, I think I saw some knives in the kitchen. Austin says, great, go. 
We cut to Rufus, who is booby-trapping a window. Joe says, hey, Rufus, pipe bomb won't kill a demon. Rufus says, right, but in my experience, demons come at you slower if they're in a body with no limbs. <laughs> Joe's, I mean, at that point, they'd just smoke out. They would just smoke out and go into a different body. Yeah. <laughs> Joe says, one of them is in my mother. Rufus says, L- Joe, listen to me. You know I'm going to do everything I can. Your mom's going to be okay. Joe nods and says, unless she comes through that window. So we cut to Austin leading people out of the church. He says, all right, let's move. Stay low. Move fast. We cut to Joe and Rufus arming up. Then one of the pipe bombs goes off at a window. Rufus investigates, and then Dean suddenly pulls them through the window, and they start to fight. Then Ellen grabs Joe, and they fight. Ellen says, now you listen up, Joanna Beth Harvell. We cut to Dean and Rufus. Dean says, listen to me. I am not a demon. Think, Rufus, all those omens. Rufus says, you go to hell. They fight some more, and then Dean pins them against the house. Dean says, the polluted water, the shooting star, the red Mustang, it's war. I'm telling you, it's war. Rufus says, you're damn right it is. They, <laughs> they fight some more, and Dean says, the horseman. He's turning us against each other. You're hallucinating. Rufus says, the horseman war. Dean says, yes. Rufus says, did you figure this out all by yourself, genius? Then they go inside the front door, and Ellen almost shoots them. Ellen says, we all on the same page? And they nod. Dean says, hi, Joe. <laughs> she says, hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, okay, we got to find war before everybody in the town kills each other. Then Austin and the other town folks start shooting into the house. Dean says, where's Sam? Rufus says, upstairs. Dean busts into the room where Sam is tied up. Sam says, it's war. Dean says, war. I just can't figure out how he's doing it. Sam says, the ring. The ring of power. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, the ring. That's right. He turned it right before he made everybody hallucinate me going hell bitch. Dean frees Sam and says, we got to move. Come on. So we cut to all the town folk shooting at each other. Someone shoots the pastor and a woman tries to help him. Then Ellen is there helping. The woman looks at Ellen with her black eyes. Ellen says, I'm not what you think, honey. Come on, keep this right there. Then Ellen knocks... Then Austin knocks Ellen onto her back. He tries to shoot her, but he's out of bullets. He tries to stab her with a knife, and she barely holds him at bay. Rufus goes to the dude who shot the pastor and says, Stop firing usually means stop firing. <laughs> like, come on, I know. dude. Derp. We cut to War going to his Mustang. Sam and Dean grab him, and he laughs. Sam pulls out the demon knife, and War says, Okay, that's a sweet little knife, but come on, you can't kill War, kiddos. Dean says, Oh, we know. Sam puts War's hand on the hood of the car and cuts off War's ring finger. Dean picks up the ring, and War and his car have disappeared. Everyone in the town stops hallucinating. We cut to the boys hanging out on a picnic table. Dean is looking at War's ring. Dean says, so pit stop on Mount Doom. (laughs) Sam says, Dean. Dean says, Sam, let's not. Sam says, no, listen, this is important. I know you don't trust me. Just now I realize something. I don't trust me either. From the minute I saw that blood only thought in my head and I tell myself it's for the right reasons my intentions are good and it feels true you know but I think underneath I just miss the feeling I know how messed up that sounds which means I know how messed up I am the thing is the problem's not the demon blood not really I mean what I did I can't blame the blood or ruby or anything the problem's me how far I'll go there's something in me that scares the hell out of me Dean and the last couple of days I caught another glimpse Dean's, At least he knows that, though. Oh, he's yeah. He's recognized it, you know? Exactly. Dean says, so what are you saying? Sam says, I'm in no shape to be hunting. I need to step back because I'm dangerous. Maybe it's best we just go our separate ways. Dean says, well, I think you're right. 
I can't <laughs> handle it. Okay. <sighs> Although, okay, first of all, it's never a good idea for you two to split up. Like, Ever. Get it together. Through your thick skulls. Uh, at some point, they're going to realize, oh, maybe we should just do this together. Right. Also, I think this is, like, one of the most amiable splits that they've had. Right. No one's not storming off mad. Yeah. They didn't hit each like, other. Well, this is, I guess, what's going to happen right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice that they can be adult about it. Mm-hmm. And that way, Sam is doing some good self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, it just breaks my heart. Yeah. You know? Dean being like, I think you're right. Sam says, I was expecting a fight. Dean says, truth is, I spend more time worrying about you, worrying about you than doing the job right. Okay, do you think you're going to not worry about Sam if he's not in your presence? You're only worrying about him because he's there with you? No, you're still no. going to worry about him, yeah. possibly more, because you don't know what's fucking happening. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. You don't know where he is. Like, for me, I would worry more rather than less if he wasn't around. Exactly. I'd want to keep an eye on him. Exactly. So I, this just doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. Um, he says, I spend more time worrying about you than about doing the job right. I just can't afford that, you know? Not now. Sam says, I'm sorry, Dean. Dean says, I know you are, Sam. Sam gets up to leave, and Dean says, hey, you uh, want to take the Impala? <gasps> that was a big fucking deal, I mm-hmm. thought, him offering him the car. Nobody drives baby other than Dean. Like, he barely lets Sam drive. I know. He does, anyways, he does so know? a couple times we've seen, yeah. A couple times, but, but not very much. <laughs> yeah, just offering him the car, I thought that was especially sweet. Mm-hmm. Sam shakes his head and says, that's okay. Take care of yourself, Dean. Dean says, yeah, you too, Sammy. Sam grabs a bag from out of baby, and then he talks to a guy parked nearby. Sam gets into the guy's truck, and they drive away. <laughs> they just happen to, you know, walk upon somebody who's the also first leaving guy. Right yeah, the first guy you come <laughs> to is like, yeah, get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, and credits. Okay, I have thoughts. <laughs> okay. Um, I think this is one of, like, we don't see the roads so far very often, mm-hmm. you know, like, they actually had it this time, which I thought was kind of cool. Um... Also, okay, at the beginning when they're, when Bobby's like, okay, you know, like, heal me to Castiel, like, why don't they just try and find another angel? That's true. Well. You know, like, not that it would be easy, but. Oh, well, Dean could just say Zachariah and Zachariah would probably show. Well, no, because the other angels can't see them. So even if he said, like, Zachariah, Zachariah wouldn't be able to, like. But Cass would be able to find the other angels. Yeah, but Cass is being hunted by his kind. Yeah, but he still would be able to, like, tune into the angel radio, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, if he you're right. to. Like, to me, the whole thing is just kind of like, okay, ridiculous. Like, yeah, would it be difficult? Sure. But also, like, just go find another angel to heal you then. If Cass doesn't have the juice or the mojo or whatever to do it, like, just go find somebody who can. Yeah. Like, it would be tricky. You're right. You're right. But I don't know. That whole thing kind of just is like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder I wonder why they decided to put the actor in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Why they decided that Bobby needs to be in a wheelchair now. I don't know. I think it was just to probably make it more dramatic, honestly. I guess so. Like part of the storyline to kind of have a mm-hmm. little extra something to yeah. be able to work I've with. never read or heard anything about it, but I wonder how Jim Beaver took it you know what I mean if he's ever been in a wheelchair before if it was hard to like learn or you know what I mean I'm sure there's a learning curve yeah you know yeah Hmm. but I don't know got probably good arm workout you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah um also I thought it was kind of interesting like that separated from the ring war doesn't exist 
I think Or he, is it that he, like, I don't know, to me it kind of seemed like, oh, you take off the ring. Like, the ring is what, it, it's not war as the person, it's the ring. Clearly the ring is the I power. I but I, I just, it'll be too much of a spoiler if yeah. I say anything. Um, I yeah. think in, in my, from what I remember from episodes that we haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. um, I think that they still exist, but they don't have their power. Yeah. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. So like, he just, like, you know, teleported away yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess when they did the scene, they kind of made it seem like they killed him by cutting his finger off and cutting right. the ring off, you know? Yeah. I Which, think we, I think if I remember right, in a future episode, we learn that it doesn't kill them. Yeah. I mean, no, I remember that. Okay. But it's just kind of interesting how they um, did that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, instead of him, I mean, like, the car was gone, too. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It was just weird. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was just kind of weird how they did it. And not bad weird, but just odd. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so those are my thoughts. Uh, what is your favorite moment from this episode? You know what? I can't think of a favorite moment, to be honest. I, I've, only, I've only seen this episode one time before, and so I didn't really care for it. Yeah, it's, it um, wasn't very memorable to me. <clears throat> yeah, and it just kind of, it probably the reason why is because it, I, it ends on such a sad note, which is why I didn't like this episode very much. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it leaves, uh, there are a lot of supernatural episodes that leave you feeling kind of emotionally wrecked. Yeah, like, you know? but but, um, but I think... Yeah, I just, I didn't really, I didn't really like any of it. I guess I did really like seeing Joe again because I love Joe so much. Mm-hmm. And um, spoiler alert, you do see more of her in the future, mm-hmm. you know. So I guess um, I did think it was a cool effect how, um, like, say, when Sam was being, you know, holy watered by <laughs> by Joe and Rufus, mm-hmm. how their eyes stayed black the whole time. Mm-hmm. Usually in other they episodes. They kind of blink in and out. Yeah, they, they just like flash it at you for a second and then their to eyes go back To show you normal. that's what it is, but yeah. they go back to, yeah. Yeah, this is the only time that they they stay black for a period of time yeah. and that was their hallucination from war, sure. Yeah. But I thought it, it looked really cool. I think the only, that like, the only other time that their eyes stay black is when they're fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. they kind of like demon hulk out while they're fighting but mm-hmm. like the rest of the time like because i think the demon has to like come forth as it were more when it has to use like physical strength yeah versus you know when they're just kind of riding around they mm-hmm. can like you know do whatever they want but they don't have to like use their use their power right know, right to that extent i don't know it's it's interesting but yeah mm-hmm. that's the they usually don't stay that way when they're just, like, having a conversation or whatever. Right. It's usually, like, they're, like, hey, this is what I am. Their eyes kind of blink. And then it's, like, when they're fighting, then they yeah. kind of have their, you know, <laughs> they turn green and bust out of their shirts. You know? <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite moment? Um, so my favorite moment um, was when <laughs> Dean was, like, try New Mexico. I hear he's on a tortilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Cass is, like... No, he's not on any flatbread. Like, oh completely God. confused why yeah. he would even think like, such a thing. What does that know? even mean? Like, God. What's happening? But, yeah, I just, I love those moments with Cass. He's just so 
not out of it, but kind of out there with it. Yeah. Like, it just does not get social references yeah, I love at it. all. I love or it. Culture references, I guess. It's not even social. I mean, he doesn't, there's a lot of social things he doesn't quite get, but it's a lot of like cultural things that mm-hmm. he's just oblivious of. Yeah. Um, so our interesting facts in this episode, um, it says the title is taken from Edwin Starr's song War, which I've never heard of. Nope. Me neither. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you know who that is? But nope. Nope. I've never even heard of the person. Nope. Me or neither. the song. <laughs> um, I've heard of the card game. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know. <laughs> I play that game with Killian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it says, when asked if these problems come from space, Dean comments that this is not X-Files. <laughs> Actor Stephen Williams, who plays Rufus, is best known for playing Mr. X in the X-Files. Which, I didn't know that he was in the X-Files. Oh, yeah. But, like, I've never seen X-Files, so. Oh, that'll change. Don't worry. (laughs) This is what I figure. If you're interested, (laughs) once we're done doing Supernatural podcasts, which should take us, I don't know, five more years. (laughs) Probably. I was hoping that we could go to Doctor Who. That's going to take so long. That's the thing is, there's never, like, it's still going, so we'll never be done with that. There's far more Supernatural than there is Doctor Who. I don't want to start at the very, like, from the 1960s Doctor Who. I want to start from the new new Doctors. Mm -hmm. So, and those seasons, there's, like, ten episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One season is actually for, like, movie-length films, and, yeah, they're they're all over the place. Yeah. Okay. There's not not as much. Yeah. That would be a little easier, probably. It will be for sure, and then, yeah. and then, if you still want to be friends with me, <laughs> I will always still want to be okay, friends with you. Just so you know, <laughs> if you still want to podcast with me. I was going to suggest Doctor Who. I mean, not Doctor Who, X Files. Oh, okay, yeah. How much is it? How much of X Files is there? Oh God, I can't remember. I think there's like eleven to thirteen seasons, and there's a lot of episodes in each one. Oh, just like Supernatural. That's a commitment. Let's get through Supernatural first. Yes. And then we'll see how we're feeling about podcasts. I know. <laughs> At the end of that. I know. And then we'll do Doctor Who. I was like, which one was the shorter one? The yeah, Doctor yeah. Who one. Mm-hmm. And then kind of go from there. Like, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get there. Yep. <laughs> I think podcast. I mean, honestly, like, that's our excuse to get together and hang out. Yeah. And, like, it's fun for both of us. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I do think that we're just going to have to keep doing random podcasts <laughs> <laughs> until we're sick of each other. You know? I know. I know. But, we hope that all five of you stay with us. I know, really. <laughs> <laughs> and when, we, when it comes to, so like, both you and I have seen all of the episode for, all of the episodes for Supernatural. Mm-hmm. You've seen all of the episodes for Doctor Who and X-Files. I have not seen any of them. Right. So it'll be a different... Like, it'll be easier for me, I guess, to, like, not give spoilers. Right, right. It'll probably be a little bit of a different perspective, too, because I'm, like, I'll be, like, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, it will be. It'll but, be cool to have someone who's seen all of it and someone who is watching it for it. the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think that'll so. be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. It'll, it should be interesting. Um, okay. Back to our interesting facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, X-Files. Okay. Um, it says the actor playing War, Titus Welliver, I'm guessing is how you say it, um, also played the man in black who is transformed into the smoke monster on the show Lost after being killed by his brother Jacob, played by Mark Pellegrino. Yeah. Which plays Lucifer. I didn't 
have I seen Lost? I don't think I've seen Lost. I've seen, like, random bits and pieces, because I think my mm-hmm. parents watched it for a while. I don't think they finished it. Yeah, I saw the first two seasons, and then I'm not sure why I stopped watching. I think I had sort of a life change, yeah. you know, situation happen, where I wasn't able to, like, watch it every week or something. Yeah. I kind of, like, for a while, I was like, oh, this could be interesting, but then I heard, like, when it ended, that it was just, like, the worst ending for any TV show, and so I'm kind of like, I don't yeah, want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that, right. Like, that seems like a bad idea. Like, I don't want to get invested in this show and have it be, like, the dumbest ending of all time you know like (laughs) I've heard some people say that they liked the ending but most of them most did not like it and from what I know of Lost like well I guess I can give spoilers on Lost we're not doing a right a thing on Lost so go la 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 if you don't want to hear the end (laughs) (laughs) right but um yeah they so I guess they go through this whole thing and they're stuck on this island they're trying to get home blah, blah 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 and it turns out that like at the very end, you figure out that they've all been in purgatory this whole time. Like, mm-hmm. they all died, and they're just, like, try- they're like trying to get out of purgatory, basically. Mm-hmm. And so everybody got really frustrated because it's like, okay, they've been dead this whole time, mm-hmm. you know, and all these weird things are happening, which, I mean, so it kind of, like, to me, it makes sense in my mind, but they're just kind of, like, they put you through all of this stuff, and then, oh, by the way, none of it was real. Also, I remember in the first season, that was a big theory, that, like, oh, they're in purgatory, Mm -hmm. and the writers were like, no, no, so... But, I mean, also, did they come up with that towards the end? Like, is yeah, that how I don't they know. decided they wanted to end it all of a sudden, or was that the theme all along? You know? Right, I don't know. I want to say that I remember reading that they didn't have an ending planned mm-hmm. when they started it, mm-hmm. but I, that might be any other show that I've read an article on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not positive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But I don't know if I would want to just do that and put myself through all of that you know like it yeah. just kind of yeah <laughs> but anyways um so our research from this week is i'm trying to pull it up and it's being weird okay so <laughs> this is from the christian post or christianpost.com and it says new mexico man claims face of jesus appeared on tortilla during lent <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I love it. All right. There has been multiple times that Jesus has turned up on tortillas, apparently. Oh. There's not only one instance. Okay. But this is one of them. Okay. Um, And this is from March of 2012. Okay. Um, It says, another alleged sighting of Jesus is causing a stir once again, this time in New Mexico, where a man claims Jesus appeared to him on a fresh-baked tortilla. (laughs) (laughs) David Sandoval from Espen... Espanola? I don't know if it, they just don't have the little, like, thingy over the end or if it's, you know, I don't know. Es- okay. I'm going to go with Espanola. Okay. Um, couldn't believe that um, what he was seeing last... Wait, what? Hold on. He couldn't believe what he was seeing last week when he sat down to eat dinner with his mother on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> there, on one of his tortillas his mother made, was a startling image of what resembles Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. It said... Or, it says... Or he said that that made it even more astonishing than it was that it was the first day of Lent. Um, okay. This is the guy talking to the radio sta- or the news station. Sorry. Okay. Uh, he says I passed it to my mom, and the same response from her was, "Oh my god!" <laughs> 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 Unable to eat the image, Sandoval took a photo of the tortilla and posted it onto his Facebook page, where comments quickly began to pour in. <laughs> Many of his friends were able to see the face on the tortilla as well. Some called it a miracle, while others told him he must feel blessed to have discovered the image. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
<laughs> he says, New Mexico has always been known to have interesting things happen during Lent time. Hmm. Sandoval shared that though he was definitely shocked to see the face that looked like Jesus during dinner time, consisting additionally of mashed potatoes, gravy, and chicken, <laughs> nothing could surprise him, especially if it involved a higher power. Um, he and his family are contemplating ways to preserve the tortilla. <laughs> For now, the bread rests safely in a wooden box. I kind of want to, like, know what, if it's, like, still there now. Oh, look at Steve. He's being so cute. Oh, he is cute. Oh, take a picture. <laughs> I don't know where you fall. Here. I'll do it in a minute. Okay. <laughs> um, he is cute. He's got his little armies all stretched out and he's snoozing. Oh, I can't stand it. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, it says, this is not the first time Jesus or any other holy figures have been reportedly materialized in strange places and on random items. Um, earlier last year, a mother in Star County, Texas, said she discovered the Virgin Mary and baby Jesus on her flour tortillas while preparing a meal for her sons after school. <laughs> She and Sandoval were not alone, in fact. Holy images on the tortilla have been reportedly around for decades, beginning in 1977 when a woman named Mar Maria Rubio from Lake Arthur, New Mexico, discovered a thumb-sized print of Jesus while rolling up a, a burrito for her husband. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rubio claimed a, or created a small shrine for what was hailed as the first holy tortilla and more than 35 thousand people reportedly visited her home to see it leaving Holy flowers and photos crap. of sick of sick loved ones that's amazing that's impressive for yeah for, it's impressive it's impressive for a flatbread it is <laughs> her finding purportedly started the trend of spotting sacred figures and unrelated items which continues still today Many others thereafter also claim to have seen images on their receipts, rocking chairs, tea towels, candy, and more. Uh, most recently, residents in Houston flocked to see what they alleged was the traditional image of the Virgin Mary of Guadalupe on the bark of an oak tree. Oh my goodness. Uh, That's amazing. And like, okay, the... Um, I, I, so I've been watching Glee, and mm -hmm. there's an episode where um, the character Finn, mm -hmm. he makes a grilled cheese sandwich and there's a apparently the face of Jesus on his grilled feet grilled feet sandwich. Oh my God. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Ew. Grilled cheese sandwich. And so it's he calls it the grilled cheeses. Uh -huh. And he prays to grilled cheeses. Uh -huh. And like <laughs> there's different you know, like certain things he's like, you know, if you just let this happen then, you know, I'll I'll do this or whatever. It's like bargaining with grilled cheeses basically. Right. And it's like a whole episode about him thinking that Jesus is on a grilled cheese. <laughs> So it's it's kind of funny. That is funny. But um yeah, that's a, <laughs> a grilled cheeses. Listen, I don't know if I would ever I don't know if I ever look all the quesadillas that I've made in my life, I don't think I've ever looked at like the cooked like the more cooked parts. Mm-hmm. Enough to even discern if there was anything potentially yeah. on it. You Same know, like, here. I just don't pay attention, quite honestly. But yeah, same here. I mean, I've whatever. never been like, hey, maybe there's something I should look at. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Mhm. Mm but yeah. So, anyways, what was your idiot or aspect moment from this week? Okay, well, <laughs> I had to go um, have an appointment with the surgeon who did the surgery on my back. It's a six-week appointment, so. Um, Anyways, it's just to look at the, you know, incision and answer any questions I have, blah, 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 right? So I go to the mm -hmm. office, and the nurse brings me back and takes my vitals and all that. 
And then he leaves and someone else comes in the room and talks to me about how I'm doing, you know, am I still feeling pain and what percent and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. They leave. Someone else comes in (laughs) and does uh, test like my reflexes and, you know, wants to know if I have any questions and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, okay, then I'll go get the doctor Mm -hmm. and he can take a look at you. And I'm like, okay. So he leaves and I sit in this chair and I'm not even looking at like Facebook on my phone or anything because I keep thinking like the doctor's going to come right in and it's mm-hmm. going to be awkward for me to like exit the app and put my phone away. You know, and I just mm-hmm. thought I'd just sit there because he's going to be in at any minute. Mm-hmm. So like 15 minutes go by me just sitting there and I'm still for so long that the lights go out. <laughs> so it's pitch black in this office. So I'm like, shit, shit. So I get up and I'm waving my arms around in hopes of triggering some motion sensor thing as I make my way to the door so I can grope the wall for a light switch uh-huh. because I don't remember if there's a light switch. Like, you know, sometimes it's like <laughs> yeah. a button you have to put. I don't know. Yeah. So as I'm doing this, the light turns back on and the door opens simultaneously and the doctor and three other dudes come in and I'm, I'm like right in front of them waving my arms around. <laughs> Crazy dancing. Oh God, I felt like such an idiot. And I was like, oh, the light turned off and they all just looked at each other confused. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. So anyways, so then I make my way back over to the chair and I'm sitting there and like the doctor is there with like the three other people that I had already seen. And um, he's like, so do you have any questions? And I'm like, no, my questions got answered. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, okay. And he looked at my decision. He's like, it looks good. He's Mm -hmm. like, so can you just come back in six weeks if there's any problems? If not, you don't have to. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And it was just super awkward because all everyone was staring at me. And I just felt, uh, I I had just been waving my arms around like a crazy lady. So (laughs) I mean, it happens sometimes. (laughs) It happens. It was embarrassing. I mean, I would. Probably be a little bit red in the face of Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, me. the light went off, I swear. And then I was just like, God, I was just sitting there staring at nothing for like 15 minutes. <laughs> not even moving. Just really stupid. <laughs> God. Well, okay, like, I'm sure that happens frequently. And they've, they've got to have encountered that at some other time. You know, you can't be the first one to have the lights go out on them and you're trying to figure out where the light switch is. Yeah. <coughs> Like, I'm not just going to sit there in the dark and wait, you know, like. I know. What was, uh, it would have been even more awkward if they came in and the light was off like, and I was just sitting in the corner <laughs> like a creeper. It'd be like the whole, like, not that you look like the person from the ring, but like all of a sudden you just like, you're just like sitting there staring into space and they turn on the light and you're just there. They would probably have peed their pants. <laughs> I know, you're right. I would have. <laughs> I would much prefer somebody dancing around like a maniac to like somebody just sitting there and staring at me as I walk into a dark room. Like, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything to do yeah, with that. Yeah, like, you're that's right. Like a terrible idea. Yeah, I'll, it was but, just embarrassing. What was yeah. your age at moment? Uh, okay, my, my bank was an ass butt. And they, <laughs> so, okay, I get paid on the 5th and the 20th of every month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have some bills that come out on the 5th, right? Okay. And so, and usually, like, my rent check and my board check and stuff come out on the 5th. Mm-hmm. So, but usually when, or they come out around the 5th or after sometimes. <laughs> so, usually all of the money gets put into my account like midnight on the 5th, right? So yeah. like it's there, like when you wake up on the 5th, it's there. Yeah. And so it didn't get put into it. Like it showed that it was pending mm-hmm. like 
all day on the 5th. And then I had mm. my board check come out for Toby. I had my rent check come out. And so, of course, you know, you've got two checks. And so they're like insufficient funds because they're Ugh. big checks, you know. Yeah. And the of course, the rent check came out first, which is the biggest one. And mm-hmm. then the board came out after that. And so and I'm like texting them frantically going like, I hope this works. Something happened with my paycheck. I don't know what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. like. And they're like, oh, no, we got the money. It's fine. But then I had because there's two different checks, I had two different $34 charges because it's like, you know, taking money out of an account that doesn't have enough money in right. it. And so they charge you even more. So I had $68 that they took from me because Jeez. I didn't have enough money. And so I'm like calling, I'm calling my bank going like, what the hell happened? What is going on? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I guess because you haven't had any issues with, you know, not having enough money in your account for these types of things before will give you back the $68. And I'm like, that's a lot of money to for me to just lose. Right. Because I asked, I was like, okay, like, do I need to talk to my employer? Like, is it their fault? Is it on their end? Like, that the money wasn't coming through somehow that? Or was yeah. it your guys' fault? And they're like, oh, no. Like, it was it was on our end. But they're, they're like, it doesn't necessarily get put into the account right away, it can take 24 hours. And I'm like, it is never in all of like, you know, my last job that I worked for five years is the same thing. I got paid Mm -hmm. on the 5th and the 20th. It was always there. Like I wake up on the 5th, it's in my account. I have never had this issue before. So I'm like, are you joking me? And so now I'm kind of like, well, crud, you know, like what if it keeps happening because they're just stalling out on their end and then they get, you know, I keep having these bills getting taken out and I have to call them every month going, okay, this is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So they were ass butts. Yeah. I hope it never happens again, but like, what if that's the new trend, you know? I hope not because then I'm going to have to change a lot of things, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to have to be like, okay, this can't come out on the fifth anymore. It needs to come out on the sixth or, you know, whatever. But that might be something you should do anyway. Yeah, I I was kind of thinking about it. But the thing is, is I've never had an issue with it Mm -hmm. in years. Like, I've never had, whenever I'm supposed to get paid, it's always there at the beginning of that day. Even, like, since I've gotten my first job. So I'm assuming that it's only a one-time thing. But if it happens again, you're darn well sure. And quite honestly, I'm thinking about switching banks anyway because there's so many fees for, like, stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like... Who do you bank with? Chase. Okay. I've never had Chase. Yeah. They, you know, like, I have, like, three different accounts with them, and one of them, it's like, if you don't put money into the account every month, then you get a service fee, and you, Ugh, like, get, they yeah. charge you, like, $12 or something like that because you didn't, and it's, like, a account that I just use to, like, put, I, I pretty much put, like, my cash tip money in, mm-hmm. um, so then that way I could use it, like, if I want to go out for dinner, or if I want to, like, you know, go to the Supernatural convention, like, that's my account for yeah extra stuff, and my other account, like, is for, you know, bills and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, but, um, yeah, I'm just kind of like, well, I'm thinking I might switch over to, like, a credit union or something like mm-hmm. that, so that way there's not all these stupid random fees that it's like all of a sudden why did you charge me this money you know yeah but I had BACU for years and I loved them they were great that's what I'm thinking of going to yeah but we'll see (laughs) I haven't I haven't been with any other credit union right now we're with Bank of America and Mm -hmm. that's just because that's who Eric was with when we got married and Mm -hmm. so I don't use my BACU account anymore because it just yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah I think my whole family's now left Chase and gone to BECU, so I'm thinking of doing the same thing. So then mm-hmm. that way, like, you know, if 
you know, something could happen to me, I could be like, here, put them on, like, put their name on the account. So then that way, like, they can get into that and get the money out yeah. or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So it'll just make it easier that way. And quite honestly, like, any credit union would be fine with me. I just am sick and tired of these fees. Yeah, for <laughs> real. But it's like, all this money that I'm earning and you're taking it away. Thanks. You know? Right. I know. But That's crap. Anyways, that was my ass butt moment. Okay. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> For listening to our podcast, you can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.